Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. It's a good Sunday. We got a new champ. You guys excited about that? What a wild night of fights. I think it was great. Um, I also, I watched the Game Bread fights. Pretty good. Pretty good. I gotta say, I like the, uh, I like the premise. I like the premise of bare knuckle MMA, right? I started watching NHB. I loved NHB. The sport I got into was NHB, no holds barred. That's what I was into. It morphed into MMA and then a lot of people just call it UFC now. <laughs> but NHB, no gloves and I, I would like I would like some changes though. I want to put this out there. Can we get some some soccer kicks and knees to the head on the ground? We're already bare knuckles. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. That's that's the thing to make. That's the thing to make. We got to do that. Can we do that? I think the Florida Commission will be open to it. Come on, because I know there was a couple positions where guys could have let some knees fly, and it would end the fight, but they didn't. But they didn't. And because I couldn't, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Did any of you guys watch it? We're going to talk about UFC, of course. Lots of stuff to talk about the UFC. Tons of stuff to talk about. But I do want to touch on this a little bit because I I want to talk about and promote things that I think are cool. And right now, that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. The bare knuckle cage fighting with uh, Jorge Masvidal. Um, Robin Black, big fan of Robin Black on the mic. Big big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Um, not so much with his help. It wasn't, I'm just not, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't entertained. It was more annoying than, than entertaining, but Robin Black was amazing. Um, the fights were, were pretty dang good. And I wanted to show one, uh, want to show one little clip. Hopefully I don't get banged or, or striked or whatever from this. Hopefully it's like fair use, but I wanted to show, I'm not going to, I'll turn the volume off, but I want to show a little sequence of one of the fights just to give you a taste of what is possible in the realm of bare knuckle fights in MMA. Let's do that real quick. Who is it here? Look real quick. What was the names? Uh, Penafiel and Raquette, Raquette, right? It's a pretty decent fight, but this, this sequence, um, to the finish gets a chef's kiss. All right. He's looking for the neck. Can't get to the neck. All right. You guys fighting hands good. Gets his head up. Elbow. 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 Three elbows. Landed nicely. Then a huge knee. Landed clean. This guy's still coming forward. Landed right hand. He's still pressing. <laughs> and his face is opened up. That's just gushing right there. A little bit of lubricant. Never hurt nobody. I think it's bad for him, though. He was the one wanting to grapple a little bit. But this guy, Penfiel, it was tough. Oh, here comes the more elbows, knee, left hand. Another knee, another knee, elbow. Now the blood is, there he goes. <laughs> it's a murder scene right here. Oh, 
He's standing with his hands down. He's still, still ready to fight. Oh, another right hand. Here you see the body shot. I only got the sound on, so you didn't get a chance to hear the body, the body shot. It was, it was uh, impressive. It was, that was a nice, nice finish. That's, that's what you're, uh, that's a taste. That's a taste of the, of the bare knuckle MMA game bread right there. What do you think? What do you guys think? Just from that little snippet, something uh, you might want to look into. <clears throat> yeah, that's the one. No, thanks. No, thanks. Chris V, you are not incorrect. <laughs> Chris V is saying, Junior Dos Santos looked juiced to the gills. You are not incorrect. Um, where was that? Uh, maybe I can find that sequence. Oh, I'm sorry. Back too far. I'm trying to find this uh, thing. I'm trying to give you a clip. Of... I think I can't remember if this is close. This is close to the end, but just just a peek. Let you peek at this so you can kind of see the size of Dos Santos. He is, yeah, he's large looking, and he is. Pretty juicy. Good muscle separation. He's moving well. He looked pretty good. And I, and I cannot I cannot emphasize enough, guys, how big these guys are. You, you don't know. Like, I think, you know, I'm a pretty big dude right now. Like, 215, 225 hour range in between there. These are just, they're just another level of size. Yeah. JDS is, he's <laughs> pretty lean, man. You can see the muscle separation. He's got a six-pack muscle separation in the lats. His legs, he has not been skipping leg day. Little, little baby Jesus has not been crying on Junior DeSantos' watch. In case you guys don't know, little baby Jesus cries when you skip leg day. But that was – it was fun. I liked it. Uh, the main event wasn't that, wasn't that great. It wasn't what I think it could have been maybe because – they're a little bit older, a little bit more respect. They're, you know, they've made a lot of money fighting without bare knuckles. Now they're fighting with bare knuckles, maybe. Or they just showed too much respect. I don't think they just went for it. You know, they didn't just go for it. And um, there are a number of fights on the card where the guys are really going for it. And that's that's when you really get the good fights, when the guys are going for it. T-Ball, Paul is saying, could you still make 170? No way. No way. Probably not, no. I mean, it would take, I mean, take me like six months, but I don't think it would be a beneficial thing. And I don't think I would fight well at 170. I don't think, I don't think so. You know, 185 would be a big question mark. It'd probably have to be 205. Because, you know, when I, if I started training regularly, like I don't think I'd stay big enough for heavyweight. I don't think I'd eat enough to stay that big or lift enough and fight there. So, when 
205 would probably have to be it. 185, maybe. It's probably a possibility. But, you know, there's got to be incentive. It always depends on the incentive, doesn't it? Really. Yeah, you're right. Tyler Durden. The main event was probably the, the least entertaining fight of the card. The fact that it was Junior DeSantos and Verdum elevated it, you know, because anything could have happened at any second. Either one of them both could have um, done whatever. And, you know, right at the last second, you know, towards the end of the fight, JDS did land that right hand. It did some damage. Did some damage. All right, guys. Um, now we'll switch to the UFC. We'll get to the UFC. But first, I thought about this the other day because we've talked about it on the show a few times. Damage, right? The concept of damage. People talk about damage all the time, but they never give a definition for it. There's no real definition for it. So I think because sometimes I use it still too because everybody's using it. So you still end up saying damage. I think it needs to be used, but there needs to be defined. And I believe the definition of damage should be a strike or movement or technique that causes um, a noticeable change in behavior in your opponent, right? You dropped him. He stutter stepped, right? Um, his head snapped back dramatically. Uh, he keeps checking his eye or his nose because you hit him hard there. And that's one of the things that happens when somebody gets hurt is they touch what's hurting. Um, you, you kick them in the legs and they switch their stance. Like those are all notable behaviors. You kick them in the leg and they start limping a little bit. Those are all things to me that are noticeable behaviors. If uh, you pick the guy up, slam him down hard, and he kind of shells up and just holds on, to me he's like he's hurt and he's trying to recover for a second. Those things to me kind of signify something was something happened, something significant happened. Above a significant strike. I think significant strikes, right? The, 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 the full glove, the full knuckles hit the target. That's a significant strike. Doesn't mean that it did damage, though, if that makes sense. You guys following along with me? Is that is that uh, reasonable? Right? So I have that out there. So if you ever hear me talking about significant strikes and damage, I think that's my, my definition, my working definition. Until I hear something better, um, that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. All right. So let's get after it. The UFC. Early prelims. Um, there are some decent fights in the early prelims. Jacette. The submission over Crosby, uh, Miranda, the submission win after one minute mark on Young, Shane Young, uh, the Mike, Matitha, 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 Mike Matitha versus uh, Charles Radke was a fantastic fight. This was a very controversial one. It's got me in hot water on the Twitters, but man. It was a great fight, and the crowd kept booing 
Radke. He was doing great things. I know the other guy was their guy, but they they were acting like something. <laughs> they were definitely acting like something. And at the end of the fight, the guy kind of told them what they're acting like. And I wasn't in disagreement with him. And then everybody blew up and called him a bad person. And I'm sorry. You don't get to define words. You, you don't, you're not the boss. You don't get to just say, I, I get to define all the words and I'm the master of the words. You don't get to do that. Different words have different meanings for different people. Sorry. You don't, you don't get a you don't get to play that role. You don't get to shame and guilt me into compliance. You don't have any power over me. You have no authority over me. You have no responsibilities for me. Stay out of my life. I do not care. I don't care what he said. Yeah. Called him a British cigarette. We can't get too far into it because we're on the uh, far left platform of YouTube. But I'm tired of it. It's stupid. I don't care if you're offended by words. It's your problem. That's on you. Oh, but uh, uh, poor people. Uh, I don't care. You're not going to guilt me or shame me into it. Bye. Leave. If your argument isn't going to work on a Muslim, it's not going to work on me. <laughs> I don't care. Leave me alone. If I have to pull, I gotta pull a Sneeko or a Tate to stop being bothered by language police people. Could you imagine? <sighs> Tired of it. People can do what they want to. They can say what they want to. You don't like it? That's on you. You can say whatever you want to about me and other people. I've heard a lot of things for a long time. I don't care. <laughs> so insensitive. Yeah, shame. That's the thing, right? I, I, I know we've, we've talked about this before, but that's a clear sign of abuse. That's abuse. When you are trying to get, when you're trying to manipulate somebody into changing their position or to go along with what you, you want them to do, and you're using shame and guilt, that's, that's abuse. That's an abusive thing. Yeah, Kyle Wells. I'm not, I don't even want to put that up because that might be too spicy. But yeah, he's saying, when I was a kid, that word was someone who was too much of a pussy to go downtown with you and help you beat up the other kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, when I was a kid, that word would have been used for the people who are complaining and calling him names and calling me names about it. I found the kids... Um, I found his uh, Twitter, right? Radke, I found his Twitter, and he, he had already put up an apology. And I, I put, you, you, said, you said nothing wrong. He didn't. Stop it, word police. We don't care. Go cry somewhere else. We're over it. We're not going to be manipulated by you people. You're not going to shame us. You're not going to guilt us. Leave us alone. I don't care. I don't care. I'd rather move into the woods and disappear than deal with, you psychopaths, absolute immoral psychopaths. I am not going to listen to people and bow down to people who force my children into masks and try to make people take injections that they didn't want. I'm not. You have no moral background or no moral high ground whatsoever. You have no moral high ground. You're the bad guys. You're the evil ones. We're not, we're not going to be guilted and pushed around by you anymore. You're the bad ones, right? We're not changing. We're not going to do anything differently. We're going to continue on. 
okay? You're going to have to be the ones who brings violence to us. And you'll greatly mis be mistaken when you bring that violence to us because we will be ready. So we're not changing. We're just going to go about our lives and continue on as we would normally. And you can cry about it. Cry hard. Preliminary card. <clears throat> uh, Akbarast. And Quinones, this was a good fight. You guys uh, like this fight? It was a decision. Some people thought that uh, Landon Quinones, am I saying that way? Quinones, Quinones, Landon Quinones uh, might have won that fight. It was a good fight, but at the same time, anytime the fights are too much of a you know kickboxing match or boxing match, I'm not a big fan. Because if I wanted to watch kickboxing at a high level, I would. I'd go watch Glory or uh, some Muay Thai, some K1s coming back. I, I, I do that, right? So I want to see an MMA fight. I want to see things mixed up. I want to see some clinch fighting. I want to see it all levels. I want to see some different strategies and things that you're not going to see in a boxing match, things you're not going to see in a kickboxing match. That's what I'm looking for. Yes, Kyle Wells. That word is also especially useful for people who wear masks while in their cars alone. Ding, ding, ding. Uh. James Y, I see your comment. I'm not even going to comment on any of the boop boop stuff because we are on the, the communist platform of YouTube right now. Um, Malarkey and McDessie, good fight. That was a good fight. Malarkey got bloodied up, uh, had to dig deep, had to dig deep to find a way to win that match. That was good. That was, it was entertaining 15 minutes. Nice work, Malarkey. And, uh, McDessie fought hard, man. Jenkins, Mariscal, Mariscal looked tough. I don't think I've seen him before. I don't know if I recognize that name, but I have, uh, you know, I've had a lot of traumatic brain injury. He's got a win over what? Trevor Peak. He just beat Jenkins. Two and only the UFC, looks like. Machine Gun. Mariscal. Looks like he's uh, putting featherweights on notice. And then we, uh, to finish off the preliminary card, we get into the light heavyweights, the bigger guys. I like the bigger guys. I like the bigger weights. Uh, Carlos Ulberg and uh, Jung Da Un. And they really oversold Jung here, man. I don't know. Maybe he had a bad day. Maybe he had a bad trip over, bad weight cut. <clears throat> but he was just plodding around following Ulberg the whole time, just getting lit up. He didn't really try to utilize any grappling. I didn't see like any strategy pulled out. I wonder if he was like sick or nervous, right? He's had UFC fights before. It was his second one. Lost to Devin Clark, lost to Olberg. He's lost a uh, submission and decision. So I don't know. He might get his walking papers soon. Drop two. Yeah, he just, he looked kind of like a walking puncher bag. Walk forward, bop, bop, walk forward, bop, bop. Unimpressive. 
And that's and that sucks for uh, Ulberg, you know, because Ulberg an all star, <laughs> or or did Jung just suck it up? That's not fair for Ulberg. You go to your opponent to fight your best, man. Then we get into the main card of UFC 293. There were some solid, solid performances here. Tyson Pedro looked fantastic against Anton Turkalge. Turkalge. Turkalge is a tough, tough dude. Uh, got KO'd two minutes in the first round. Pedro, and he had a super sick finish, like a whatever walk off. He did the whole samurai. I dug it. It was fun. He did a uh, fantastic job. What is this for him? What is Pedro on here at this UFC fights? Second UFC fight. Oh, no. He's been fighting since 2016. Oh, he missed a year in 2019. Is that the guy that got hurt? He went over Roundtree. Lost to Latifi. Beat Craig. Yeah, I think that's the guy. Lost to Hua, lost to OSP, beat Safarov. In 2019, was gone back in 2020 to have a fight canceled. So, why did, you know, I guess, yeah, yes, man, he didn't fight for like two years or something for them. Did he fight somewhere else? I wonder. I'm too lazy to look it up right now, though. Unless you guys got some info. Uh, but yeah, he looked good. It was a good fight. Then we had Tafa and Lane, and we almost had another failure to launch because Lane almost punked, uh, poked Tafa's eye out again this fight, but it was a near miss. Tafa was fine. And man, I have a theory. You guys got to tell me what do you think of my theory because me and my son were watching. My sons were watching the main card and Tafa's got a little bit of uh, muffin top, right? He's got a little bit extra skin around the waist. I don't think he should lose that. One, it's got a little bit extra cushion for the body shots, right? He's got a little, you know, two, three inches of padding before he gets to those soft tissues and uh, uh, organs. Not soft tissues, but the organs and the ribs. So that can kind of be a good thing. The other thing I noticed when they're showing the, the slow motion of the replay for the knockout, when he starts turning, like the the um, what do you call it? the inertia, the inertia of that extra little bit of muffin top around his waist starts turning with with the with the shoulder turn, right? And then that momentum, like you ever had a waterbed and like gone back and forth in the waterbed and felt that momentum go whoosh whoosh whoosh. I feel like he gets that. Oh, he starts generating that belly inertia and he starts to become like this juggernaut and if he gets up to speed you're in trouble ah, i think the key to beating tafa is um you can't let him build that inertia up right he starts rolling that inertia you're in trouble boy because that extra little bit of weight around his waist i think that like amplifies the, the punching power. I don't know. That's my theory. You guys want to run some studies? We got any physicists out there that can do some calculations? Go for it. But um, 
Yeah, I think you should just keep it. Don't don't like lipo and do any like skin skin surgery stuff. Yes, the mustache was excellent also. JD says Tafa rocking the 80s cop mustache. Wonderful. <laughs> Cal Wells uh, says the pearl clutching over the use of that word was pretty cute considering that they were in Australia where yeah the C word is practically used as a term of endearment yeah words have different meanings for different people you don't get a police what something means for somebody else <sighs> sorry 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 Sorry. Not how it works. Not at all. Okie dokie. What we got here? Manel Cape and Philippe Dos Santos. This was a good fight. This is a really good fight. These guys seem pretty evenly matched. Uh, Dos Santos, super tough. I think Cap was just landing with more power more consistently. Uh, Dos Santos stayed in there good, but he got his head snapped back hard a number of times. And those type of punches are, are things that I would constitute with my definitions under the term damage, right? It made a noticeable change of behavior. <clears throat> yep. God in us, God's in us says uh, Santos was a barn. Burner, you are correct. That's not exactly wrong. That can happen sometimes. Dos Santos is too tough for his own good. You gotta, you gotta not make, not let him hit. <laughs> it doesn't matter how tough you are. I can take these punches. I can take these punches. Don't bother me. After a while, man, it does. After a while, it does. You're better off making a miss. Just make a miss. It's good that you can take the punch, but you, it's just best not to have to take it. The longer you can go without getting hit harder, the longer your chin lasts, the longer your career lasts, the more money you make. Sounds smarter, I think. Smells a lot smarter. Yep. And then we had uh, a double replay of the the cigarette bomb. Um, which is so, so stupid, right? Like I, I said that word, you know exactly what it meant. People that say like the N word, you know exactly, it's the same. If you, if you say something, you know what the word is. It's, it's the same. It's not, the, it's no different. It's just some kind of, this is just some kind of nerdy police garbage hall monitor bullshit. I'm not in school no more. You don't affect me. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and I, I'm a fan of both those guys now. I'm a big fan of both those guys. Like, screw it. Say what you want. Who cares? That word means to you whatever you want it to mean. The heavyweights then. Volkov and Shui Vusa. <laughs> Shui Vusa. And um, it was okay. I mean, it's what you figured it was going to be, kind of. 
kind of rock him, sock him robots. And if Volkov needed to, he would take him down and work him on the ground. So he uh, finished him with a Ezekiel t- a choke, which he's, you know, Shuivusa is getting some some slack. It's kind of the people are, uh, I'm sorry, they're busting his balls a little bit. So busting his balls to get choked with that in a no-gi MMA situation. It's kind of lame. It's kind of lame. It's it's it kind of seems like it was more of an exhaustion tap than it was for that actual choke. Cowell says Volkov is fairly rounded, well-rounded, but he suffers from lack of offensive wrestling, which is horribly lacking in the heavyweight division. It's unfortunate because it would be a big boost. I think it's not just lack of the wrestling; it's lack of aggression with some of these guys. A lot of it's like, I don't know how to say, it, but it's like they're being really trying to be too cute. Eh, I got you. I got you. Uh, I, I want somebody like John Jones when he came across the ring for sale gain. It was like, I want your money. <laughs> Give me your money, <laughs> right? I'm hungry. <laughs> Where's your lunch money? Like he was in his face. It was a bully. He came in to bully that guy. And, and it went very well for him. I think a lot of these guys don't, I don't know. It's like they have a small guy complex. They don't understand how big they are. They don't understand how, how violent they can be and how some aggression with that size is all you need to overwhelm a lot of people. So... I don't know. I still think if he had really good wrestling, he might not pull the trigger. Maybe, maybe. I think I think the good wrestlers that are aggressive end up using that type of pressure. You know, it's which really it's 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 what I is in my mindset is like it's the Iowa style of wrestling like in your face, in your face, in your face. Like why isn't that part of a lot of guys fighting style. My goal was to be in your face, in your face, in your face, nonstop making your work. Like I'm always, always grappling you, always throwing something, always hitting you with something. That's why I'm still in the top 10 on most significant strikes landed in UFC history. And I did it in less fights than all the guys in the top 10. Uh, Kyle, I don't know. I wasn't really there at the time. I met him once, but I wasn't working out much. How did Tavusa manage to train an AKA and seemingly not be able to pick up any wrestling grappling from DC or Kane? See, I don't know how much Kane and DC were there at the time. You know, like what year? I can't remember what year that was or when he came by. I think I might have just been getting back. I mean, like 2018 or something, but I, I don't know, man. And just because you show guys stuff or you're working with guys doesn't mean they always pick everything up or doesn't mean that it's explained or coached to them well in, in ways that they can mean and retain it. It's one of my problems I have with a lot of the instructors in the MMA and martial arts space is sometimes they know a lot of great technique. They know tons of technique, but they have no idea how to thread it together in a proficient manner so guys can easily learn it systematically and transition from one 
technique to another technique to another technique. So if they have a system of things to use, it, it more seems like, oh, here's one way to stop a thing. Here's another way to stop a thing. And that's it. And the next day, oh, well, now let's work on this way to stop this thing. And there's no flow. There's no flow from one to the other. That's a fair observation, Kyle Wells. Volkov also doesn't have the level of quickness and athleticism to change levels and hit quick takedowns. That's the thing, though. It doesn't necessarily have to be super fast. You just have to set it up right. A lot of it is mixing in your wrestling attacks to your combinations, your punch and kick combinations. Because you can't do two things at once. You can't defend striking and, and defend wrestling at the same time. You can't do it. You have to choose one. So it's your job to force them to choose one. The safest thing for them to do is to defend the striking. Because if they go to defend the wrestling and I throw a strike, I knock them out. Or I knock them down or I hurt them. But if they go to defend the punch, they defend the strike, I don't knock them out. There may be open more for the takedown. But getting taken down is better than getting knocked out. Because <laughs> you can still get up. You can still submit. You can still do things from being taken down. Rattlesnake, you are correct. Radke was going off on people. Yeah, rightfully so. Their behavior matched his description of their behavior. He was performing amazingly, and they were booing him. I would have been mad too. Rattlesnake, chaining techniques and transitions on the ground are huge. Bingo. It's no different than chaining punches and kicks together, right? When you throw in combinations. Yeah, I think of those grappling techniques as combinations also. 100%, man. Cardio is a huge factor. It's like one of the best tools, one of the best weapons you have on somebody. When you have the confidence to know that you're not going to get tired, it's your Teflon, bro. You can just, just go, just march, just get forward, just keep going. You're right with this, too. He's so tall, it's going to be harder to make the level change. He could. I would be using a lot more feints and stuff to force clinch. I think as tall as he is, he would be, it, would, it would do him really well to push guys into the fence because he's so, he's so tall. Like He can lean into them, <laughs> pin them, and not be at much risk and then throw devastating knees to the body from his uh, from that lean-to position. He pins him in the fence, and then body, knee to the thigh, inner thigh, outer thigh, keep working it. Every once in a while, pull the head down and throw the knees to the head. He could do tons of damage on a lot of guys from that position, that situation. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, okay, okay. Now we go my main event. <laughs> main event. I'm not a gambling guy. But I should have, I should have bet because it was one of those situations. It was uh, one of those feelings like Keith Jardine and Chuck Liddell. There ain't no way. I don't see a reasonable path to victory, right? But 
I could see it develop. I could see what was going on. I could see why what Strickland was doing was working. A lot of people are going to say that Izzy was off. He didn't perform well. Bull crap. Izzy was Izzy. Izzy did what he normally did. The problem was Strickland didn't fight like all of other of Izzy's opponents. One of the big things that Izzy does, he dances and runs away. He makes guys overcommit and rush in. He makes them lurch forward, which opens them up to counters. Sean Strickland did not fall for that at all. He stood very level, very upright. He never leaned forward. He never rushed in. The other thing that he was doing was pressing. He was cutting off the ring and pressing him back to the fence, but he wasn't leading with strikes. He wasn't leading with strikes. He would press Izzy back to the fence, and then Izzy would throw, then he would counter, and then he would throw. So he found a way to counter the counter guy. And then he was also really good with that jab. After a little while, he was able to start landing that jab cleanly. So that straight jab and pressure. He just jabbed straight up. He didn't lean or reach or lurch for him. He didn't try to load a big punch. He just sat and controlled that range. He avoided a lot of uh, Izzy's attacks from kicks because he was pressing. It's much harder to press. Izzy didn't fight in the – or. Uh, Sorry, Strickland did not allow Izzy to fight in the kickboxing range. He forced him to fight in the boxing range. He kept pressing and pressing him and getting him pushed back up against the fence so that they were in boxing range. Almost impossible for Izzy to get those big kicks up to the head and be far enough away to throw kicks to the legs where Strickland couldn't counter him. He's just in this position trying to box the whole time. He didn't lunge and try to force clinches. He didn't lunge and try to force wrestling. He just tried to keep the space in between their hips really close. He never let Izzy get outside to where he could start kicking to the head. He kept him close and pressed, right? He kept him pressed. Then he was able to counter. He didn't always lead the exchanges. I think that was uh, really brilliant. The exchanges he did lead, he led with that good jab. Had a decent jab. jab it was a jab, and then it was like immediately... It's like he was hitting the hornet's nest with it, right? He knew as soon as he landed that jab, something was coming. So he would bop and then, and then miss, make a miss, and then he'd come back with the right, maybe another left. Looked really good. I also was unaware of how big Strickland was compared to Izzy. I didn't realize how big he was. I didn't think he was that big because he looked kind of tiny against uh, Pereira. I didn't think he looked, had any size against Pereira. The prayer movie is just one of those guys who has one of those. He's just big, he looks big, wide shoulders, and he's tall, so he looks gigantic. Um, but when they were close together, I thought Strickland had a little bit of a size advantage. So I don't know. It was interesting. And then I went crazy. <laughs> like I was so excited because, man, it's, it's great to see those type of things when the, the MMA gods just flip the table upside down. And nothing makes sense anymore. That's why the sport's amazing. Okay? That's why the sport's absolutely amazing. We just had the table, we just had the table flipped. Now we gotta watch this, this stuff settle and, and make something of that. <clears throat> Specialty automotive said, I said it since it was announced Sean would get it done. It's wild. It's wild. 
It's interesting to see. Good to see. I like I like him. Uh, I like how irritated he makes people with some of the stuff he says because he's still a lot of stuff he's saying is still very, it's still, it's still very PG, but like we live in such a um, Protestant prudy environment right now. People are like <gasps> clutching their pearls over very mild stuff. Very mild. If he was what he portrays himself to be, he would have dropped the F-bomb <laughs> like the other two. <laughs> Just to be a part of the club. Yeah, man. I, I started screaming and running around. My kids were like, my, my older son ran in the room because he thought something wrong happened. He's like, oh, my God, what happened? You okay, Dad? I was like, oh, oh he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to finish him. And they're like, what's wrong, Dad? What's wrong with you? I was like, that's exciting. You just have no idea. It's so much more better than any sports ball thing you'll ever experience. Wow. You know, it's cool when Tom Brady throws a nice touchdown pass, but you expect Tom Brady to throw that touchdown pass. You don't expect Sean Strickland to almost knock <laughs> Izzy's head clean off. I, I kind of thought that too. I thought that too, but he would not allow that that space. He kept he kept pressed. He kept all the way in. He would cross he would cross the line. I always say go all the way in or all the way out. If I got that close, my next move is to to get closer to to start forcing clinch. His move was to draw out the strike so he could counter strike. It was it was great. He did a good job. Uh, immediate rematch. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe not. Wouldn't. Is there somebody funner? I mean, Izzy and uh, Deplice. I think could be fun, but I don't know. Would they do Strickland and him or what? Because this is the thing, right? They wanted uh, the South African to fight Izzy in Australia, but he got hurt. So he pulled out. So Dana's already said, well, you know how I feel about guys who uh, don't accept fights or turn fights down. The guy was injured. He was injured. These guys, they don't, they're, they're such gross vampires. They don't care. They don't care. I don't care if your leg's falling off. Just fight. That's probably what happened to Connor. That's why his leg fell off. Now his career is over. But yeah, so he's going to punish him. He's going to punish the police. So I think he makes him fight Izzy non-title. That's what I think. What do you guys think? You think you think the pettiness of the bald father will stoop so low? I do. I totally do. I totally do. They're, I heard rumor they're trying to force the fighters to sign on their contract that they agree that they will never file a, a class action lawsuit against them. That's antitrust violation. If that's true, if that rumor is true, they're outward, out, outlandishly, outlandishly breaking the law. That's 100% illegal. It's 100% illegal. You can't force somebody to, to sign something saying they won't sue you if they commit a crime against you. Say, I'm going to go to an old lady's house. Say, hey, you have to sign this contract. You have to sign this contract. And then when she signed the contract, I sue her. I, I, I rob her. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I don't sue her. I rob her. I steal everything she has. And then she tries to sue me. I'm like, ah, you signed a contract 
saying that you couldn't sue me after I robbed you. Gross. How gross are these people? It's so disgusting. So disgusting. Think about these gross people next time they want to like tell you how to behave or how to how to act or what words to say. They have no moral high ground. They are scum of the earth. Don't ever listen to these people. Gross. They're so gross. Ooh, big of true. What evidence might you have? Uh, Caravaggio says, Eugene Robinson reckons Izzy through the fight. You from the South? I like it when people say reckons. Hankering. I like the word hankering and reckons. Yes, Drickus. That's what I'm saying. I think they might punish Drickus for turning the fight down. Make him fight Izzy Don title. <laughs> yep. Tyler's stupid name says lost two out of three of his last title fights. I guess he's done Aljo. That's the thing, man. All right. It's going to make people mad too. I've said it before. Because of the UFC's monopoly for over the last decade. We don't know how good any of these guys actually are. We don't know if any of these champs would actually even be champs if we had a legitimate sporting system. I'm sorry. A lot of people are going to cry about it, but we don't know if they have monopolized the market and they get to pick who gets title shots, who gets to ascend to the title, what rank you get, how many title shots you get. We have no idea. There may be people who are way better but aren't given a shot because the UFC doesn't think they're as marketable. Oh, you you don't sell enough tickets. The guy's maybe the best fighter in the world, but because they don't think he's going to sell as many tickets as this other guy, they don't sign him. Or maybe that one fighter who's, who's better than everybody else isn't signed with the right management company. Oh, well, you didn't sign with one of the giant conglomerates that represents hundreds of fighters that we have in our back pocket. So we're not going to give you any attention. That's what happens when you don't have an open market. We don't have a free market. We don't know. Maybe Izzy's not that good. And we've been lied to all this time. What if he, what if it's pro wrestling? What if it's pro wrestling? What if, how do we know? How do we know for sure? Without independent titles, independent ranks and cross promotion. How do we know as fans? They're not just telling us some stories, a bunch of lies. We know propaganda works. We know advertising works. That's why governments do it so heavily. They invest billions of dollars into propaganda. Companies invest unbelievable amounts of money into marketing. That's all the same thing. It's propaganda. How do you really know you know what you know? We don't. If I haven't run my own scientific process on it, I don't know. I have to believe in things based off of faith. I don't know nothing about physics. So I have to have faith in E equals MC squared. I don't really know. A bunch of people told me about it, but I don't have the brain power or the time to learn if it's real. I just kind of say, okay. 
But now I'm like, I don't really know. It's a cool theory. Cool theory. Somebody else said, hey, I got a better one. How would I know? How would I know other than a bunch of people yelling at me? You're stupid for believing that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know, man. You're not correct. Caravaggio says, Dana is a de degenerate gambler, which makes me suspicious of everything. Bro, the whole uh, UFC Performance Institute may be just set up to help them place better bets. Think about it. They get to test all of their athletes. What are their, what are their strong strengths and their weaknesses? Their VO2 max, what kind of health issues they might have. Maybe they even do like psychological profiles on people. Hey man, we'll offer you free uh free mental health care. Come on in, talk to our shrinks. And then they let loose all the things that you are like triggered by <laughs> so that so they can use it against you when they want you to lose. I don't trust that stuff, man. Or maybe they're selling all the information to uh you know gambling plant platforms so they can better lay the odds. But the fighters don't get paid for it, it's their info. I don't trust none of it. Ding, ding, ding. Kyle Wells. As much of the sport of fighting is cool, the business of fighting absolutely sucks. Correct. For now. We're going to fix it, though, guys. We're going to fix it. YouTube Dennis. Yes, they don't want to face it. They're afraid. People are afraid because the, the hardest thing for a person to admit is that they were fooled, that they got tricked. I still believe it. It's real for me. Remember that guy? It's still real for me. That's what they are. Like it, they have ego investments. They believe in something for so long until they have a, a huge watershed moment where they cannot right they get zeroed out and they cannot deny it anymore and then sometimes even then they they will just go full comatose and ignore everything it still happens that's that's from my understanding mr wells he says ufcpi is provided to all contracted fighters for free i believe that is that is right doesn't that sound a little weird you know, the people who who match make your fights, who give you a rank, who sign your contracts, who decide whether or not you're worthy for a title shot, all these people have all the access in the world to all of your stats and data and medical history. And there's no law against them gambling on the fights at all. They're, they're, crack, they're trying to crack down on fighters gambling on fights, but there's nothing that says the, the owners and um, the people who work <laughs> in the UFCPI. What if you're just like a lowly like janitor, but you can like look over people's shoulders and watch things happening? That guy can still gamble.
specialty automotive says the whole dj thing and the ufc was awful i never thought of it that way i never gamble should have last night i can see that it's all about money there's a lot about money it's a lot about getting paid a lot of uh today is all about money it's kind of a gross it's a gross thing that's happened to the world the priority and the mindset of everybody it seems it's just money. Did you get paid? How much did you get paid? How much money are you getting paid? That's somehow the classification of like goodness rather than I live the life that I want to. <laughs> I don't have to answer to anybody. I can say whatever word I want to any time of the day and ain't nobody going to make me apologize for it. It's like I can go where I want, do what I want for the most part. I still can't have automatic weapons. That's kind of what what's his name said at the fights. Uh, no, I think they're just processing. There's not much new news. Um, the last thing I read about it, uh, Kyle was saying, uh, interesting how the James Krause betting scandal story seemed to disappear. Uh, I just haven't seen, I don't think there have been updates. Um, and these guys, their guys are lazy. If there's no updates about something, like it's, it's, a, it's a dead story to them, so they don't cover it. Well, we're not going to get any clicks. Why talk about it? So last I heard was that that was what they're trying to do is they're trying to make guys um, – <clears throat> sign contracts maybe that say that they are put into their promotional agreements maybe that they're not going to they're not allowed to to gamble something something on that line i think it was just the last week i read the latest news on that cross dude uh i mean didn't dinobot says do you think successful champs are going to start trying to retire earlier i, I no, because they're not getting paid enough to like really retire off of, you know, like you're going to have to win the championship and then you're going to have to defend it at least a couple times before you're even remotely decently paid. And you're still probably not paid enough at that point to retire like for good. You're still going to have to like work some type of job. You can invest that money, but it's still not going to be enough. To retire i would have to say that if you want to retire retire you don't have to work anymore seriously um you gotta have like you gotta earn probably five million right after taxes you have, you have to have five million to invest into things that way it, it makes money for you and you can start just living but how many guys under the current system are ever gonna come close to that Uh, no, James, I, I don't really watch any sports ball anymore. Right? I'll have fun coaching the kids and playing ball and stuff with the kids, but I want to watch fights. If there's a fight. I watched the – instead of football today, I watched the replay of the uh, game-bred bare-knuckle fights. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, article saying nothing new has happened would not get click sick. So yeah, guys, we're still in the same place on that. What what does it mean? It still means the thing we said last time. I don't know. They should watch my show though, and then they could write a story about my conspiracy theories, and then they'd have a whole nother day of traction of uh something they're <laughs> writing about. <laughs> people people can get mad at that. I can't believe he said that. I can't control his words. All right, guys. We're wrapping up here. What do we got next? We got uh, Grasso Schwenko 2. I don't remember Grasso Schwenko 1. Holland and uh, Madalena. That could be interesting. Raul Hosas Jr. Terrence Mitchell. Man, I hope they're paying this hostess money. You know, like, he's a young kid. He's got one loss. Because, <sighs> you know, they're just going to exploit him and kick him out once he starts losing. Even he's he's 25, but he's got three lo- losses in a row. Rather than building him slowly to turn him into a champ by the time he's like 22 or 25. Dumb. It is. Uh, Zell Uber, Galgos, Padilla, Nelson. Godinez, Reed, Kapilov, Fremd. That'll be a good middleweight fight. Silva, Chairs, Cortez, Jusa Davicius. Jusa Davicius, they were big on her, I think, last time, weren't they? Nutson. Nutson and man. Interesting. Nutson versus man. And that would be it. Okay, so I don't know. It'd be a couple fights maybe might pop up okay. But I don't know. That's not a very impressive card, I must say. Not to be offensive, but it's just not. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why it was a quick, that's why I don't remember it that much. It was very short. Spinning back kick to the choke out. All righty, interesting. Oh, Rattlesnake. I think we'll end with this one. <clears throat> Rattlesnake says, shout out to Strickland, saying, I won't lose to a man who masturbates to cartoons. Masturbating to cartoon penises. Mm. It's still, still gay. All right, guys. Um, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can say whatever you want to. Screw everybody. They're not paying your bills. They're not going to tuck you in at night and kiss you on the forehead. They're not going to take care of you when you're old. They're, you should have nothing but for contempt for these people. They want to put you in masks, want to jab you, want to put your kids at home in face coverings. These people are sick. They cut wieners off of people and boobs off of people. It's insanity. You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it, guys. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to johnfish.net. I'll check you guys later.